order to understand the basis of Scripture, we must place ourselves in the context from which they were written. As the Scriptures confirm, there is power of life and death in the tongue, and in order for us to overstand the words spoken, we must acquire a superior knowledge which comes from the Creator, Most High, the Beneficent, the Most Merciful. This podcast is dedicated to the seeking of knowledge, the reading of written word, and the understanding of the will of the Most High Creator of the ends of the universe. May He forgive me if I do or say anything wrong. Welcome to an Overstanding Word podcast, where we discuss context of scripture in order to overstand the words within for intended applications thereof. I'm your host, Nakia Anderson, and welcome to this journey that we shall take together. Thank you for taking this journey with us. It is truly an honor to be taking the steps that we are taking in this journey together and truly understanding what the Lord, our God, Most High, is continuing to give us in His endless and abundant mercies. We are so, so, so unworthy, but He saw fit to allow us to see another day. That means that if you're listening to this message, it is proof that He has given you another opportunity, another chance. It is proof that His word live forever, that He has granted us His gift of mercy, His gift of grace, and allowed for us another opportunity to come into his righteousness and live by his statutes and commandments. Today, we have a great episode for you on an Overstanding Word podcast with the reading of the second chapter of the book of James. I'm your host, Nakia Anderson, and I truly appreciate everyone tuning in and listening and taking the journey with us as we continue to walk towards strengthening our faith and walking in the mercies thereof. This is a great episode. I hope you are tuning in and turning your ear towards what is going to be said in this message today. Also, to give you a plug for our sister podcast, the Modern Day Slave Podcast, we just posted a new episode uh, a day ago. So if you haven't already checked it out, the link is in the description to this podcast. Just click on the link there. It'll take you into the Modern Day Slave Podcast. Please listen to the episode, share your comments with me, provide any feedback that you may have. But the episode is around the Buffalo Soldiers. See, these were soldiers who marched on in faith, although they had been robbed from their own land and were given a mission to take land from those that were native to this land. So if you haven't already checked it out, do yourself a solid. It's pretty short, pretty quick, but it does provide you a lot of the context and the facts around who the Buffalo Soldiers were. Bob Marley famously named a song after the Buffalo Soldiers. So again, that is a quick plug for the Modern Day Slave podcast. If you haven't checked it, checked it out, please tune in, check it out. Leave us comments. Let us know how we're doing with that podcast as well. But without further ado, I want to get back to the topic at hand today. We want to talk about this second chapter of the book of James. 
And this is some really good text as we continue to move forward in our journey today. Just before we get into the reading, I want to provide a little bit of context from James chapter 1. See, this is where James describes the letter that he's writing to the 12 tribes that have been scattered abroad. And in this writing, James starts off his letter with talking about faith and endurance. And during the race that they have been put upon, that even though their faith may be tested, that it's about the works. And so as we get ready to dive in this chapter two, I wanted to make sure you had a little bit of that, right? He talks also about two other concepts, listening and doing, hearing and then hearkening unto what is heard. So he talks about those things in that first chapter, which leads up to the chapter two. And it starts with this, verse one. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord, Yahashua, if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters, hasn't God chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Yahashua, whose noble name you bear? Verse 8. Yes, indeed. It is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scripture. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this text that's found in verse number 8 comes from Leviticus 19 and 18. This is where Moses laid out the laws that were to be adhered to and the commandments that were to be adhered to. Love thy neighbor as yourself. Even Yahashua, in his teachings, in response to a question that he received about which laws are important, he said, Love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those were the two most important scriptures that he answered the question with that was asked according to Matthew 22 and 39. He also provided this in earlier chapters of Matthew according to Matthew 19 and 19. So understand the significance and the importance of what James is stating in his letter as he writes to the 12 tribes. Let's continue forward on our journey. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. For a person who keeps all of the law except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's law. For the same God who said, you must not commit adultery, also said, you must not murder. So if you murder someone, but you do not commit adultery, you've still broken the law. Verse 12. So whatever you say or whatever you do remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free there will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others but if you have been merciful god will be merciful when he judges you so let me pause there understand the mercy that has been given to you already if you are listening to the words that are being stated right now there's your proof. Look around you. You have opened your eyes when someone else was not chosen to have the same assignment that you were. Today, someone else is no longer in the land of the living, but yet you have been chosen to still continue forward with your purpose. So question, what are you doing with your purpose today? Show mercy to others. See, we grumble and we complain when people do things to us. We 
get angry easy with those whom we say we love. Yet God has given us mercy and we are so undeserving of this mercy due to the fact of our sinful nature. We have been in rebellion for the longest. We have the audacity to wonder why there are calamities in the land, famines, earthquakes, fires, food shortages, all of these different things in the land, a pestilence. Yet it says right here, according to what James has laid out to the 12 tribes, he says, there will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. And even as we go back into the earlier verses, verse eight says, love your neighbor as yourself. So how would you treat yourself? How would you treat yourself? Let's continue. Verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Notice what he is saying. Notice what James is writing in this letter. He says, faith isn't enough. People claim, oh, I'm faithful. I have this, you know, I have this faith. But it is by your actions that show that you have faith. So to say that you're faithful to your family or you're faithful to your significant other is not enough, right? It's by you showing your Faith. It is the actions that you do that show that you're faithful to your family, to your significant other. That is the true definition of what faith is. It is stepping even though you don't see the steps that are in front of you. That is faith. That is knowing that your creator, God, will not forsake you nor abandon you. That he is with you in all, all things that you do. Even if you're not doing good, he knows before you even did it. So why not choose righteousness? Why not walk in righteousness and do the deeds thereof, right? Let me go ahead and finish out. Continues with this. Now, someone may argue some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you do not have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deed. You say you have faith. For you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together his actions made his faith complete and so it happened just as the scripture says abraham believed god and god counted him as righteousness because of his faith see this is, comes from genesis 15 verse 6 he was even called the friend of god that's according to isaiah 41 and 8 please do yourself a solid go back and research those scriptures again genesis 15 and 6 Isaiah 41 and 8, verse 24. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away 
by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. And that is the conclusion of the reading of James chapter 2. As we have taken this journey in this scripture, in this text, may your works be increased. May the deeds of good and righteousness be upon you as you continue your journey throughout this day. May your faith and your deeds be increased as we always encourage. Please visit the chapter before and the chapters after to understand the full context of the letter that's laid out by James here. This will truly help you to understand why James is writing what he is writing to the tribes of Israel. I hope that this has been edifying. I hope that this has been uplifting. I hope it has truly brought about a new revelation upon your life and your walk. And may the Most High God continue to show his endless mercy. And may he provide me with mercy if I have done or said anything wrong in this episode. May your faith be solid. May your deeds of righteousness be multiplied. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, all true and worthy praises go to the most high creator, ends of the universe, the most merciful, the beneficent, the wonderful, for truly he is worthy of all praises.